You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network. Podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. Uh, this program's been through a lot. And uh, while they've been frustrating at times, uh, they've also been very impressive at times. And I want us to take a minute to really talk about uh, the senior class uh, for a second. So Auburn had seven seniors this year. Um, it's difficult to talk in great detail about the walk-ons. I know this from experience, uh, but we did have two walk-ons. And I think, I'm not completely sure, but I think at least one of them, if not both, got scholarships by the end of this, regardless of whether they did or not. Uh, we do want to call their names out. Miles Parker and Thomas Collier, uh, as every walk-on that has ever been, uh, you don't ever get the spotlight, but it doesn't mean you're not important to the team. You're scouting for your team. Uh, you put in a lot of hours for no glory at all. So to those two guys, I just want to give them a quick shout out and thank them for being a part of building this program up, uh, the most winning uh, senior class that Auburn has ever had. Uh, so we really thank those two guys. But let's start right here with what's easier to talk about a little bit. Guys, we've seen a lot of tape on. Uh, and uh, I thought we'd go ahead and get the two ones that frustrate you the most out of the way and, and force you to talk in a very good light about them. But Javon McCormick, uh, our point guard, had to follow uh, what has been probably the one of the best, and I don't know if we can have the argument, the best point guard that Auburn's had. And, uh, you know, that's tough shoes to fill. And trying to figure out your place on this team and be a leader, the general on the floor is a tough thing. But your overall thoughts on Javon McCormick's time, not just this season, but at Auburn, Drew? Yeah, I mean, we can go back to last year and look at Javon McCormick. He he was up and down throughout the season, but whenever it came to playing big minutes and big times in the SEC tournament and in the NCAA tournament, he stepped up and was phenomenal. Big shot. And we even saw it this season. He was a big shot maker and could really play well down the stretch. And so, I mean, you have to co- commend Javon from that. He was frustrating at times, but he, whenever he was on, he was actually very fun to watch and yeah. very enjoyable to um, just see how he manipulated space and could get into it. Uh, Jared Harper was good in a lot of ways, but I thought the way Javon could get to the basket whenever he decided he wanted to was better than anyone uh, on this team. I I thought he, for his height and his frame, was very good about getting to the basket whenever he made that decision. Yeah, very physical when you go back and think about some of the plays he's made. A lot of them, I remember those floaters that he just threw up and somehow went in at very big moments. LSU is one that comes to mind. I saw that one live myself and was screaming just as loud as anybody else for him in that moment because you know while we had discussed some frustrations with some of his decision making at times we can't deny the talent that was there and the ability to make plays in some of the biggest moments and that's a hard thing for a player to not only be able to do but to do multiple times so 
we're appreciative of Javon and his time here as an Auburn Tiger. The other guy, Anthony McLemore, who has had quite an interesting story. I would argue if Austin Wiley and Daniel Purifoy went in here, one of the more interesting stories. If they hadn't been here, he'd, he'd take the cake. He gets here. Nobody could stop talking about him as an Ivy League potential kind of guy. A great student. Did you know that he had a chance to go to the Ivy League? He came in with a fro, got that away. He had a son while he was here. A horrific leg break. I mean, Drew, this is like a a novel or something. You could write a, a good movie or something about the story of Anthony McLemore. If it had had a better ending. But your thoughts on Anthony McLemore? Yeah, I mean... I think he's the ultimate what could have been story. Yeah. Because before he breaks that leg, he is playing out of his mind. Like just such great anticipation, blocking shots, uh, really had his stroke going, was doing a good job playing the inside out game. And I just, you, you got to feel for him after that. Like, I, I don't think he would use it as an excuse and so i'm not really going to either but i think when you look back on it the leg injury changed him and changed his trajectory because i mean he was a specimen like he was obviously one of the smartest guys out on the court he knew where to be he had just that that sixth sense about when to jump when to attack the basket and go for that block and i mean i enjoyed anthony uh I know he's your boy and I know he, I have been harsh on him, but I I think Anthony from where he was when he came on campus to where he was when he graduated, both as now a family man and just his progress as a basketball player was, has to be one of the, the bigger growth stories um, for players under Bruce Pearl so far since he's been at Auburn. You know, I put Anthony in in the, a very special group for me, and I know you're not going to like this group, but I'm going to call him out anyway. Uh, some players that had great potential and and seized that potential at times, but also uh, were confusing and frustrating for players at times. But I had a special place for them in my heart. That'd be Anthony McLemore, uh, Agent Zero himself, Horace Spencer, and Rasheem the Dream Barrett. That's going back a ways to the Lebo days, but uh, that's kind of the category I put him in for me. Just they, for whatever reason or another, they they won me over, and I was their biggest advocate for better or for worse uh, going forward. Let's talk about Dangel Purifoy. He, I think, there was a moment in time when he was getting recruited that he was kind of the peak of what Auburn could do at recruiting. Coming out, an in-state prospect, Alabama wanted him. Uh, he gets here. Probably not the best start uh, that Auburn's seen out of such a highly regarded talent. Then there's the whole... Uh, scandal with uh, Chuck Person and and which implicates Austin Wiley and then we get through that he's a little bit rusty and then he becomes one of Auburn's clutch players in their final four run and becomes a solid part of this uh, starting lineup here and was very much missed during his sickness so Daniel Purifoy I think while he didn't have the best storybook story this year, uh, this time at Auburn I do think he ended up being one of Auburn's more important players what do you think yeah I, I think he just he proved he really is a team guy I think uh I mean I, he really came in with the reputation of being just a good shooter a good basketball player all around was really going to be Auburn, one of Auburn's best recruits that they've gotten in recent memory and 
while I, I don't think the numbers live up to that, I, I think just his abilities and being whatever Auburn needed him to be at times lived up to that. Because this year, he I, I think he was the unsung hero in a lot of games. He would play just really good defense of maybe he wasn't making the stop, but he wasn't the one whose guy was scoring. And I think that's important. And he would make big shots whenever they really needed him to. And I never felt like the shot was going to miss when it was in Dangel's hands. Obviously it did, but it, he just had such a good looking stroke. And I, I enjoyed Dangel. Like I wish we could have seen four full years of Dangel. Like mm-hmm. it, it just seems so disjointed at times that you kind of wish he's also one of those. So like what could have been, had Dangel just had all four years to really get in the system, practice with these guys, be in there day in, day out, uh, what we would be talking about at this time had Dangel had that. Yeah, I think you can make that across the board here. All of these uh, main players outside of the the two at the beginning we were talking about didn't get a full four years, whether that's because they transferred in, whether they had an injury, whether they had a scandal. Uh, four years and what could have been I don't think, though, for Austin Wiley that we can definitively say what could have been because I think in his senior year, uh, while still not perfect, he seized the moment that we, the Austin Wiley we all expected when he was recruited and committed to come to Auburn, uh, the legacy of his name with Vicky Orr and Aubrey, his dad being the Auburn basketball players. And what we saw him do this year, despite having to sit out from the scandal, his early entry, uh, reclassifying so he could start a year earlier, uh, I thought Austin Wiley lived up to everything that we thought he could be. Uh, what did you think about his play this year and then just overall? Austin Wiley's a monster. Like, he is going to be a EuroLeague player. I don't think there's a spot in today's NBA for a back-to-the-basket big like Austin Wiley is. Uh, but with just with his strength, with his touch around the rim, with his rebounding ability, it, if he can just put the consistency together with his hands, I mean, he is going to be a monster in the EuroLeague. If that's what he wants to do, he very well may just go in and start working elsewhere. But I, I think... Uh, I think Austin Wiley may be a guy you see back at Auburn as a coach. Uh, Interesting. That, that wouldn't shock me. Uh, I think he's got the that demeanor, uh, the very stoic, never seem to get rattled um, demeanor that you that you want as a coach. Uh, just kind of comes to work and does his thing. And I, I I think he's got a lot of lessons to teach. Like I mean, he's dealt with injuries. He's dealt with NCAA silliness. He's dealt with it all. And I wouldn't be shocked. Um, to see him as a coach down the road, maybe go try the EuroLeague thing and be a Marquise Daniels and uh, really do a graduate assistant or something like that and try and learn under Bruce. In my one year of doing, not even a year, uh, one half, three quarters of the season with you, that, that is the strongest and the best take I've heard you take thus far. And you've had a, you've had some good ones, but I love that projection by you. Because, uh, you know, as much as I think of Austin as a player and I think he has the capability to be a really good pro player, there's just something else about him i think that he has greater potential elsewhere and i could see it man so that's that's really strong take there i love that we're going to take a quick break from this episode for a special announcement one of the things that we take great pride here at the etc network are our listeners are really our e2c network family 
Now, I know they enjoy listening to us, but let's be honest, every once in a while, they probably would like a little bit of change of pace. Well, that's where you come in if you're a business owner. If you have any interest in partnering with us in terms of ads or sponsorships on our podcast episodes, you can reach us at e2cnetwork at gmail.com. Let us help you reach the widest variety of Auburn fans out there. I mean, come on. Who else listens to a network where they cover everything from Auburn football to The Bachelor and the connections it has with Auburn? Utilize our podcasts, Facebook live shows, and other flexible partnership opportunities that are available upon request. Let us help you reach the E2C Network family and the Auburn family at large on how you might best be able to serve them. Reach out to us at e2cnetwork at gmail.com for more information. That's all we have for you in this special message. Let's get back into the episode. That's where Austin Wiley sits with us in our minds, but let's round this thing out with Samir Dowdy. I think when Samir arrived, a lot of people didn't expect a ton. They heard about that, you know, Bruce Pearl talked a lot about him that year. He had to sit out because of the transfer and, uh, you know, always brought him up, uh, you know, what he was anticipating with him. We didn't really get to see that a ton in the final four run. Uh, we saw a few, uh, not a few, uh, just not as much as we did this year. Uh, but this year, when he came out in non-conference play and there was talk of SEC Player of the Year, I was shocked. And he was having a great year. But that shows you how much he burst onto the scene and, and tried to seize the void uh, that was left by Bryce Brown and make it his own. And gosh, again, a case of what could have been had he been able to maintain at least half that momentum. Uh, but I think Samir uh, will go down, whether it's about the shimmy uh, three-point shots, injecting your veins after making a three-point shot, he'll go down as one of the most memorable uh, players that Auburn's had in quite some time. Yeah, I think Samir may go down as the Nick Marshall of this team, or, or of this like little two-year stretch. Two strong uh, takes in a row for you, sir. I, I think he's polarizing. Uh, on like Whenever he's good, he is really good. But then there's the other camp, and I exist in with one foot in each camp, of like he's just head scratching and i enjoy i enjoy samir i enjoy the swagger i don't enjoy the brag and the the kind of uh, there's a there there could be swagger and there could be humility and I, I i think there was some lacking of humility at times is what it is that's not what we're here for uh but i i just i i think that we're gonna look back and go you know what like samir did a lot of really good things for us yeah and we need to appreciate him uh, I think that's very much how people need to look at Nick Marshall, looking at all you Auburn fans. Like, there was a lot of good moments with Samir, even last year. Like, that was a difficult situation to be in. He, his minutes, I think he thought were going to be one thing coming in, and then we just went off and played really good basketball. And so his minutes always fluctuated. But to step into the role he did this year, to have the start he did, to have the downs and then to come back and have the ups again. Uh, I, I really do respect Samir. Uh, he's yeah. not my cup of tea, but if you would tell me, Hey, we're going to run it back one more year with Samir. I, I wouldn't shake my head and go, man, I don't want that. I, I would go, okay. I, I'll see how that works out. I think this year I would like, if we could run this back one more time and just reverse everything, I would actually like to see Samir be the point and let, Javon play off the ball yeah. uh, I think when we did that it was such a better system uh, because Samir's just got this he, he just has the ball on a string 
and plays like he's running in quicksand sometimes, but everyone else <laughs> is running so much quicker than he is. And yeah. so it, it's just interesting watching play. Like I, I think uh, he was exactly what the team needed whenever Bruce brought him in. And uh, I'm glad that he's leaving Auburn with a college degree and with the time served that he's given us, it, he's been a very faithful servant in that way. There's one thing that I think we can say about the senior class. Uh, we could go on about how they were enigmatic at times, uh, amazing at times, frustrating at times, uh, but I don't think there, at least in the past two decades, has been a senior class more impactful on this team. There have been groups of players, whether you talk about the Chumas, the Jared Harpers, the Bryce Browns, uh, but there's been groups of two and three players that have left that have just left their mark on Auburn, but a group of five seniors that you could make an argument for is your starting lineup. That to me is something really special that will be remembered forever. And it'll be a while. I think, well, not a while the way that Auburn's tracking right now before uh, this type of senior class win percentage is topped, Uh, but it'll stand for at least a little while, I think, and they will have our respect and we're going to miss them very very, very much. So that kind of wraps up our season review. Uh, real quick, Drew, with the coronavirus, COVD, whichever term you want to use, um, what's your outlook on Auburn basketball and college basketball in general? I mean, any kind of just thoughts to wrap this up because we don't have much, we don't have any more season to talk about. I want to speak directly to coronavirus um, real quick. Coronavirus, you cannot stop Jalen Green from committing to Auburn University. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. There's no way about it. Like Mark it down. Like Jalen Green is going to step on uh, the campus there in Auburn, Alabama, and he is going to work wonders with his boy, Sharif Cooper. And whatever transfers want to join the team with those two and Jalen Williams and the rest of the guys we already have, so be it. Uh, I mean, I... I'm ready for next year. Like I, yeah. I hated that this year had to end this way, but if if we could just hurry up and get to next year, I, I think the peak is very high for Auburn. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see what Bruce does with players that he's able to just stick into a free flowing system. Because if we thought last year was fun, and then I think next year's team is going to be double that because threes may not be flying all the time but the ball movement that this team's going to have and the athletic ability is going to be something and kyle i want to leave you with one more thought okay to to chew on probably for the next three months oh man because of no sec tournament and no ncaa tournament oh no i know i don't this is gonna hurt me go ahead though does isaac okoro stay Why you got look? I hear I had done this well this entire podcast and not even speculate on it because I'm just I told myself that he's not coming back. Don't you dare get my hopes up, Drew, that he's coming back. I, I've I, I talked to Peter about this. Um, as soon as they canceled it, uh, I think like that night I was talking to him and I said I think this gives us higher odds that Isaac Okoro steps back on Auburn's campus. Dang you, Drew! I, I mm. just think you know whenever you've missed out on something like that. It it would be hard for me to go, man, I missed out on playing the NCAA tournament one year. We had a really good run. One of my best friends is coming in, and we're about to get that boy Jalen Green. And probably, I mean, we'll probably get Nick somebody else out of the transfer market or something. It would be really hard for me to go, 
man, why why not run that back one more time? Like, <sighs> let me True. let me work in the off season, do all that. I I just got a feeling I could be absolutely wrong. I know nothing. I have no connections to anybody. But just my thinking, whenever I saw it got canceled, that was one of my first thoughts of you may the door may have creaked open for Isaac Okoro to start thinking, do I stay? Because uh, if you if you can't go work out for teams too, all they got your tape. So you may just say, I'm gonna put my name I'm gonna take my name out of that hat. As much as I've loved you for your really good takes that you had during our talk about the seniors, I hate you even more for getting my hopes up about this because you're telling me. Let me get this straight. You're telling me that I can have potentially, barring some transfers and things like that, and obviously Jalen Green uh, pulling the trigger, I can have Sharif Cooper, Jalen Green, Isaac Okoro, Jalen Williams, and Babatunde Akingbola as my starting five. Yeah, with your six-man being Turbo De- Jones. De- Devin Cambridge. And Devin Cambridge. Like, both of those guys coming off the bench. I honestly think... Mm. I, th- I think outside of Okoro, like that's your starting lineup. If Okoro goes, you you may see. I don't know who slots in right there. It's all going to be a fit thing, but I could see it. Like oh, I, I mean, and I'm not doing that just to like tickle people's egos or anything like that. I, I think if you realistically sit down and break it, break it out, uh, that could very well be where where Auburn ends up next year. Well, here we are, folks, now that Drew has tantalized you with that thought process and gotten your hopes up so when they are dashed, <laughs> you can blame him. Uh, but g- regardless, I do think it is a great point and something to think about. Um, maybe that is what Okoro is seeing, what's assembling on the Avengers Assemble is what comes to my mind, uh, what could be the potential for this program next year if and the circumstances, however tragic, uh, surround our nation and our world right now. Uh, Maybe this is what leads him to stay. Um, that would be absolutely incredible and some light in the darkness that we could all use as Auburn fans right now. Um, so speculation is high. Anticipation is high for the 2020-2021 season. We have a long way to wait for it. We have no March Madness to get us through during that time. Uh, but the speculation begins and the talk will begin. This is going to wrap us up for Inside the Jungle on our regularly produced podcast as in this is really our scene, our season review since there's no more season to talk about. Uh, but we'll be back as topics arise and uh, there's some uh, things to talk about. Uh, so we'll be looking out for that. We want to appreciate everyone that's been here throughout this season with us and the transition from Clint and myself to myself and Drew. Uh, so thank you all for being with us and listening this season. Drew, they want to get in contact with you. Where can they find you on social media? You can find me at Drew underscore hoop, H-O-P-0-2. And Kyle, I do have one request before you give your stuff. Please, please do. With this being our last episode, I want to take us out. Okay, you go right ahead, sir. Okay, so you do your thing. Where can they find you at? They can find me on Twitter at TigerEye24. All right, until next time, thank you for joining us on Inside the Jungle. Until Jalen Green commits, War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?